Are you prepared for God's future? Welcome to Apostle of the Future with Apostle Ashley Clater, where we discuss doctrinal myths versus truths, biblical facts, and much more. Hello, Charisma Podcast family. This is Apostle Ashley, and I want to invite you and your teenager to participate and listen to this very special broadcast. This is a youth group session that I did in something that we call Back to the Basics. Once a month in our church, we have Back to the Basics. It's a Bible study that was for adults, and I started doing with our teenagers, where we can hone in on a specific issue, sometimes separate from what we're going through in youth group. And this one is dealing with demonism and the demonics of rap music. What's the agenda behind it? What are the spirits behind it? It's not enough to tell your teenager, well, we don't listen to that just because. They should really know what the agenda is, how Satan is intentionally hunting them down, and what their thoughts are. So enjoy this youth group session. The voices that you hear are our teenagers and young people from our ministry and their raw feedback concerning the subjects of the demonics in rap music. But my goal for you, which is our vision overall, and Dr. Price says this repeatedly, is to educate your devils off of you. Now, what comes to mind when we say that statement? Deliverance, but what does that mean? When when we say we're going to educate your devils off, what does that mean? Yes. Let's speak up so that the camera can turn our microphones. So that you can um, learn enough so that you'll eventually grow up and and uh, basically be delivered from that. And make choices because you thought about it. It's one thing for a preacher to say, because how many of us really, the more we're told not to do something, the more we want to do it? Anybody in this room? Yeah, you can raise your hands. Be honest. This is a place of truth. All right. So it's like, ooh, the more somebody tells you, especially if it's someone who you think is trying to stop you from having a good time. I mean, really, what's the harm in this? And what's the harm in that? When it comes to music, a lot of people say it's only music. How many of us have, you've even maybe thought that, I mean, it's only music, right? I mean, it's rap. I like the beat. I like the whatever. I like the lyrics, which is kind of scary, (laughs) considering what's out there. And not realizing that you may not agree at all with what's being said, but why are you still listening to it? It was hard for me, hard, 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 hard for me to be delivered from secular music. It did not happen overnight. Now, back in the day, when I was your age, (laughs) which was about 25 years ago, music was on CDs. And uh, cassette tapes, CDs were moving in. And of course, the radio. No apps, no cell phones, none of that was tech that even existed. Downloading was not a thing. It, 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 did, it, was, it didn't exist. I mean, my goodness, we had a gateway computer in my house. Oh, Because my mom, Miss Elaine, she was cutting edge. My mom was always very techy. And so she, uh, gateway, now the gateway computers were big, boxy. Everything was big and boxy back then. That was just your only option. Tell me, this TV would have sat here, you can make if they would have been out to here, <laughs> out to here, you would need a big old piece of furniture to hold it up, call yourself advanced. Yes, that. 
That's right, because that's what we had. Man, when the flat screen television came out, which was not this, because this is like flat and thin, it was big and just flat in the front. All right, the first one. So when I was your age, it was CDs. And what we would do in youth group is ritualistically, youth retreat, everybody would bring their secular CDs and you'd throw them away. Now, you wouldn't burn them because it's bad for the environment. And so you'd scratch them up and you'd throw them away as a symbol of getting that trash out of your life. And then six months later, you bought them all back again because you missed it. So it took me a while. And as a worship leader, I had a decision to make. So Dr. Price, don't play. We could say she doesn't play. She don't play. You're not going to be in a position of leading worship and listening to secular music. Now, in the business world, it's called a conflict of interest. Meaning you cannot partake in something that is going to conflict with your objective somewhere else. You cannot work and be a, a high-level employee working for Coca-Cola and working for Pepsi. Conflict of interest. You can't now in lower level jobs, you know, you might work at McDonald's and work at Wendy's. They probably don't really care. But the higher up you go, the fewer options you have for flexibility. A lot of times people think when you're a leader, you have more freedom, but actually you have less. Now you might have more privileges and perks, but you have more constraints. There are things I can't ever absolutely do. You all would lose your minds and go sideways if you saw me doing certain things. Muscle Ashley. Because you understand. That's not the job. <coughs> and if you were driving down the street, you saw me stumbling out of a bar. Hello. If we went to a restaurant, you went to a restaurant, let's just say uh, Cheddar's. You went to Cheddar's and you saw me sitting at the bar. I mean, I'll eat at the bar. I'll sit up there and eat dinner, but sipping on a little something, something, knocking back a few things with some people. What would you think? She said, are you okay? <laughs> what happened? <laughs> Do we need to break? Well, I just don't even know what's going on. <clears throat> well, the same thing is true for you all too. Because if you're naming the name of Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, why are you listening to what his enemy has produced? So, so this is why we're talking about educating your devils off of you. Now, if you're undecided about where you stand with Jesus, you know, choose ye this day who you will serve. But the assumption in the room is that we're, we've decided to follow Jesus. No turning back. No turning back. Cue the songs, right? Words have power. Don't they? Yes. It's, we can all uh, pretend that when people say mean things to us, we don't care. But ultimately, it will impact you. Now you have choices to make. Everybody has an opinion. Everybody's opinion should not have equal weight over you. I mean, there are plenty of things that people feel about me in life. You know, not, not really in this ministry, but outside of here and opinions and you shouldn't be an apostle and you're too young and you're too female and you're too black and too whatever. We're too single. I mean, it, people have opinions about everything. So there's a place where you just push all that aside, but which is why a lot of celebrities are not on social media. Because they don't want to take the negativity in that comes with the opinions of people. People say very hateful things online because it's not to your face. And so we want to educate your devils off, which means that when we're not together, you will stop and think about why you're doing what you're doing. And make a decision for yourself. I had to accept that I liked 
the secular music I was listening to, even though God disapproved. And then I had to consider what type of person that made me that I didn't care that God had wrong. And then I had to make a decision to walk away from it, throw it away, because there was no, you know, uh, uninstalling. It was throwing in the trash. And then I had to work through not missing the music, the lyrics. Memories are usually fused with music to this day. When I hear songs from the 90s, especially because I was in high school going to college and through college before I came here, when I hear those songs, I'm back. I'm back at high school, I'm back at the prom, I'm back at homecoming, and my mind immediately goes back to those places. The friends I was with, the ones I shouldn't have been with, the ones I was, should have been with, the places I shouldn't have been, okay? And the things I shouldn't have been doing, all comes back, boom, in four beats of a song, I'm there. I can remember the music videos, what they were wearing, where I was with my okay? Come on, so the power of music, what you're listening to right now, if you've never listened to it past a day, will be with you the rest of your life somewhere. So you have to ask yourself, what do I want to carry the rest of my life? Even now, there are certain TV shows I won't watch because the music, there are certain things. And as a worship leader, do you know what that means? Me and music, we get along. I was made to produce music, to house music, to remember. I remember lyrics. I remember I remember songs we sang at First Fruits 20 years ago. Literally, if we hadn't sung it in 20 years, what's the worst that is? This is, this is, this, we did this, this, and this, boom, boom, boom. So I have a problem when I take in unclean music because I don't ever forget it. And really, people don't forget anything. It just gets buried. Walking down the street, I said this before. We were in Oklahoma City last year for something. Oh, the election. No, it was the election. Uh, the, the big, the big oh, yes. yes. And we got to eat after that. And I was standing outside waiting for actually Dr. Press, I think, to roll around something. And this restaurant over here is playing some music that like that got me in trouble in 1997. And I said, I had to leave the area because I thought, oh, there's some things that still need to be delivered. Because, you know, you just move on, you leave a situation, you do. So music is powerful. Powerful. And a lot of ideas. And one of the gentlemen on here who used to be a rapper, he, he talks about the things that are planted in you through music. This goes no matter what it is. We sing praise and worship. Why are we always singing the same song? How come I'm us? Because so when your back is up against the wall, you're saying the right thing. You're not going to pull some rapper's lyrics about getting high to escape your situation. You're going to sing about, he's the Lord of the breakthrough. Oh, Jesus, I'm in a situation now. I need to pass this test. <laughs> no, I need to study. <laughs> I need your mercy. No, Black Jesus. I'm pulling all in my Jesus. Okay? Versus whoever else that can't help you. I mean, sometimes it's just that real fast. Keep walking around and you find yourself humming a song. Any people just, anybody just, you just find yourself humming or meditating or cogitating on something. 
you better, that's when you find out what's really in there. That's when you find out is you're like, ooh, uh-huh. Yeah, when I worked in the mall, I hear them. And I'm thinking, at least the store I worked in, the, the music was like that softer secular versus that hard crap. So rap music, now rap music today is all trash. Now, it was never clean. It was never clean, but it wasn't this foul. And you had artists who were introducing elements and seeding the industry with what now is mainstream used to be only on the album. You know, everything was a radio version. And the radio version was bleeped. And it's not bleeped. You didn't even know how trashy that music was until you got your hands on the actual album. You're like, this is from 2013. This was posted on YouTube. It's very grainy because it was from a Dr. Phil show where he had DMX on. That was a very powerful interview because, I mean, DMX was a guy who struggled his whole life. He was eight years old, introduced to drugs at eight years. Because how old are you, Lincoln? Nine. Nine. So at eight years old, a family member introduces him to drugs. Eight years old. What can you do at eight? Okay. What have you done? Is the family, is the life, and they talk about it. And his whole life, he struggled with addiction. And ultimately, I mean, it was sad actually watching this because ultimately he died of cardiac arrest from an overdose, cocaine-induced heart attack. Yep, yep. Sober, back and forth, prison, I mean, jail, the whole, the whole nine. And so the importance of this is to show when you introduce or have things introduced to you at a young age, if you don't deal with it at a young age, and if you're not in an environment, I should say, where you can deal with it at a young age, it can ultimately take you out. Right. Okay. Thoughts, comments, feedback. We're gonna go around the table. So everybody have some. All right. All right. So we. Everyone doing something about. Okay. Like only like God and this is really a music across the board. You always have to. Oh, wait, wait, no, you're fine. You always have to make sure that the artist really is sanctified. I mean, there are certain people that we listen to who mm -hmm. might sing some of their songs, and then you discover one of these artists. She will do if this secular song was Christian. Well, this secular song was Christian. It was, and then writes all these Christian lyrics over a secular, popular song. What's wrong with that? <laughs> Reckless love. What's wrong with the song Reckless Love? What's that? Everything. It's a Christian song. 
that talks about the reckless love of God. Now, is there eggs? <laughs> is there anything positive about being reckless in any context? Has anybody heard one positive thing about being reckless? Not one. Yet, one of the top Christian, and I say Christian because Christians did it, I think, songs that circulated a couple of years ago, I mean, it's still in circulation, is reckless love. And in essence, <clears throat> it's loosely based on the scripture about the one sheep, shepherd leave 99 to go get the one, lost sheep. However, the lyrics, in essence, talk about no matter, you can turn this off. This okay. is going to be a distraction to somebody saying to the if the song is about pretty much the message is no matter what you do, God still gonna chase you. He's gonna chase you over mountains, rivers, hills, dales, valleys, kick over this and do all this kind of stuff for you. Now, scripture said Jesus said, Follow me. He didn't say, I will follow you. That's a worldly song. Scripture says to forsake all for him, to turn from your sin, to turn from your wicked ways. He'll receive you if you obey his commandments. Do what, why do you call me Lord, Lord? You don't do what I say. So the scripture tells you one truth, the truth, in the lyrics. So you even have to watch what you hear coming out of the, the body of Christ or the industry. Because a lot of things are still about making money. And people really believe it's true. Like when I hear... A lot of secular artists singing something that should be Christian. I know somewhere in there, Christ is not in the song. And they're usually about songs where you can sin a whole lot and God's still going to love you. No matter what you do, he's still going to accept you. You can live like the devil himself. And it's okay because Jesus understands. That's when those crossover, you guys know the term crossover music, crossover, where it crosses over from one side of the blood into the other. Because <laughs> we use words like secular and Christian, but God uses words like profane, unclean, unrighteous. But you still like your secular music. I don't like it. Oh. So you can relate to the pain. Yeah, but I don't like it. So why do you listen to it? Yeah. <laughs> I'm just, you know, I mean, this is because again, the idea is to think about what you're doing. All of us, we have to think about it. Just like there are certain people who watch scary movies, even though they hate being scared, but something about knowing that you're going to be scared, but you're not going to be hurt is what some people like. Like, I like just jumping in my seat because they know it's fake. Even though it plays a real spirit of fear in your soul. Oh my God. So, what do you think it is about that pain that you have to keep revisiting? Is it because it's familiar? Yeah. Sometimes we do things because it's no, just. You don't trust it. What is this? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So you think that pain is like a familiar friend? I mean, if people 
revisit certain things because of the familiarity, even when it's not good for you. Okay. Do you think maybe it's time for you to choose some alternatives? How hard? How hard are you really working on? Honestly. Because we're all working on something in this room, aren't we? Yeah, so everybody has some, including me. So what, how hard are you? 20%. Yeah. Do you think long-term it's going to be beneficial to only giving 20%? No, you know, what do you think is the wise decision for your future and your relationship with the Lord? We're going to put Carol aside and what she says, and we're going to put me aside and, and all the doctrinal things. This is you and Jesus, right? This is all of us. All of us right tonight are thinking about our relationship with the Lord one-on-one when nobody else is around, because that's when you find out what any relationship is made of when nobody else is around. What do you think the long-term effects of this could be, even in just two years from now? And I'll tell you what, you can become addicted to pretty much anything. I mean, we, you don't really hear people talk about they're addicted to music, but if there's anything that you, whatever you turn to when you're high or low, feeling high, feeling low, that's usually the thing that you're addicted to. So uh, way back in the day, there was a song, Addicted to Jesus. Isn't that Carmen? Addicted to Jesus. A to J. Mm. Oh, gosh. I'm the oldest person in the room. All right. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> he wrote this song, meaning that your main line thing needs to be the Lord because everybody is going to reach for something. Everybody. It's going to be a bottle, a drug, a dirty magazine or a dirty app at this point, Lord have mercy, dirty download, it's called dirty download, or a prayer, a praise, a friend, a song, uh, violence, anger, lashing out at somebody. <clears throat> Whenever you feel really low, you usually reach for something when you feel really high to celebrate. This is how we get in trouble with food. When we're just destroyed and destitute, you turn to food because it's the one thing you feel you can control, what you're putting in your mouth, even though you're not. But many things are. I mean, we we have put labels on pretty much everything under the sun. Anything in an extreme is a disorder, which means it is out of order. So there's nothing wrong with eating food, but eating food to the point where you're vomiting yeah. or making yourself vomit or starving yourself, that's when it's all out of order. And so, but there's nothing beyond the power of the blood of Jesus at all, actually. And uh, so when you're moving forward in your relationship with the Lord today, you have to think future. That word that Dr. Price gave you, there are decisions that you'll make right now. Right now. Because we think, what? You're done. You have time. Make all the mistakes. So people, adults pretty much tell you, now make all the mistakes. Don't, don't, don't buy that. Some of these mistakes will follow you the rest of your life. Even if only you and God know about it. There are things that we've gotten into. Our parents don't know. Our teachers don't know. Cousins don't know. Siblings don't know. But ooh, you know. You're like, mm -hmm. you can walk around with that shame for the rest of your life. 
have you ever actually read the lyrics to some of these things and you're like, that's what they were saying? I have no idea that's what they were saying. So let's talk about the beat. How do you think, now this is a fact. This is not something I'm making up off the top of my head. Music is my industry. I do my homework. How do you think they make some of these beats? Experimental. In the studio, experimental. Where do you think their inspiration comes from? Because everything is inspired. Older music. Older music? Their gods summoning in. Hmm. That sounds interesting. Where else do you think these beats, but like, let's talk about this. Where do the beats? Maybe like old, like, I think they're like old, old, like, yeah, it's called sampling. So they, yeah, they sample off of the old music. And uh, hmm? sometimes it just, well, everything comes from somewhere. Right. Everything yeah. comes from somewhere. So let's talk about when Christians write music, where do we get our inspiration? Supposed to be. Supposed to be. <laughs> the assumption is it really is God. From where? From God. Um, what happens sometimes before people write music that serve the Lord? What are they doing first? Maybe thinking. Listen, other music, thinking, praying, praying, praying. Worship. worship. They come out of worship and they're getting inspired. Now I'm talking about people who serve the Lord. Oh, <laughs> but you're correct as far as the world goes. So in the industry. Many times they write music high. You know, like a lot of like drunk um, rappers when like they're in the studio, like you know, like London pop. They're drinking. Yes. Yes. Lady Gaga said how high she gets to write music, which you can tell that you got that from a devil. But how many people follow? So. Everybody serves a God. If you're taking notes, write that down. Everybody serves a God, and every God has a sound. When you watch these, you know, American Idol shows and whatnot like them, and the voice and whatever, they always know the Christians because Christians have a sound. It's clean. It's not tainted. It sounds like church. Doesn't it? And when those Christians come on, you know what they tell me? They might be some most amazing singer. If y'all don't get that churchy sound out of your voice, you are not going to go far in this competition. So they tell them that we don't want to hear no Jesus on this stage. So here's what happens in rap. To get a lot of these beats, they go to witch doctors. They'll go to Africa. They'll sacrifice animals. This is a fact. I'm not making this up. They have they, they've sent Snoop Dogg. Snoop Lion, Snoop Dogg, Snoop whatever. They will go overseas, South America, sacrifice children, kill animals. Oh, yes. Shed blood, drink it. Whenever you hear these beats that go viral like that, somebody's died for it somewhere. Just like Jesus shed his blood. So that whatever he approves of spreads through the body of Christ in the world. That's what they do. That is not a lie. That is not an embellishment. Parts of videos that I couldn't show you because of the language, it would have taken me too long to edit. These rappers are talking about how they're forced into gay sex. What? Absolutely. As a rite of passage right into, the, into the industry. 
which is why in the first album, you notice like these artists in their first album, they look clean. By the third album, they'll look like a woman or they'll be tattooed, pierced, and you can look in their eyes and see their stone. They're drinking because they are enslaved in a life <coughs> that they can't get out of. And drugs is usually their only way out. Wow. Whoa. So they're forced to have sex with prostitutes and, and same sex. So if they're boys, they're forced to have sex with other boys, men, actually. They're forced to have sex with men. And this, some of the, all, all, anybody huge at the top of the industry has gone through this. And now people are talking about it. Now they're telling the truth that when they were 14 years old on tour, they were gang raped by other men. When they were 16 overseas, when they were here, when they were there, when they were in these training camps, the producers were molesting them. That's the price they pay. So that goes into how they write. Uh, as the adults, and, and then the, again, they'll go overseas. Somebody's dying for that. They're going to make a covenants with these deities, with these gods, to make them huge and make them big. That's why when they come back, you notice how their whole look has changed? If they have piercings, they'll have certain tattoos, they'll wear clothes, certain colors, certain look, their walk will change, their talk will change, all of that for their deity. Just like when somebody gets saved, everything changes about it, doesn't it? Yeah. The way they sound, the way they talk, the way they walk. So this is common practice. Whatever God you serve, is going to be represented through you. A lot of darker colors. Oh yeah, they want that light. They don't want that bright. Because Jesus is the light of the world, and when you don't want Christ, you don't want light and bright at all. You it repulses you. You hate it. You want to be in the dark. You want to wear dark things. That's when sometimes you know you're struggling maybe with depression or just straight up oppression from a devil. Thank you for listening to the Apostle of the Future podcast. If you like what you heard today, visit ashleycministries.com for more information. Follow me on Facebook at Apostle of the Future or YouTube at Dr. Ashley. See you next time. Rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts and subscribe wherever you listen.